Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's Paul Hamilton. Rob Ray joins Shopman Bulldog, game days at 4. Howard and Jeremy welcome Marty Biron Thursday mornings at 7.30 on WGR Sports Radio 550. And there they all are right there. What's in there? Sal Capaccio's in there, Jeremy White, Shopman the Bulldog. There's Alan Davis, John and Brian Cozio, Pat Malacaro. Whole crew is in there. Really? And you know what? Paul is the only one upstairs working. The rest of the guys are on vacation. Working night to Today, past five. Actually, that's uh, pretty normal. Paul Hamilton, once again on the West Her Hotline. We know the day is done for the Sabres and their moves, and we heard Kevin Adams explain it all. Paul, I don't know. Like, I'm I'm an Adams fan. Like, he comes off just so well at these things. Like, genuine and believable, if that's not really the same thing. Like, maybe things will sour. It tends to happen to every with everybody over the course of time. But I think when he was describing their process about today, it made sense. And like he's, he's almost emotional about the team he's got, isn't he? Absolutely. See, I've seen him that way before when he's talked about him. And, you know, he, he approached some of the things that you and I have talked about this week and probably even before this week that, you know, all trades aren't created equal. And just because one team got a player for this doesn't mean that was what the offer for the Sabres was. And the Jeff Chickren trade was specifically asked about. And, yes, what the Ottawa Senators got him for was not offered to the Buffalo Sabres. And he mentioned a couple of times that when he got in trade talks with a lot of different teams about a lot of different players, his young players are very popular around the NHL, and that's what teams want. They want his young players. They want Savoy. They want Kulik, and those are non-starters. He said, you know, they've already decided they aren't trading those guys, and if that's what it takes, they're out. And, uh, you know, so their prospect pool is very popular around the NHL. So when one team is asked, well, we want a first-round pick in this, the Sabres are asked for their young guys. And uh, there are some of their young guys that they just aren't willing to part with when it comes to trade discussions. I thought maybe what he said about Savoy in that way was possibly the most interesting thing of the whole press conference. Like, he's a saber. He's a puck hound. Mm -hmm. Like, the way he talked about him. I mean, Kulik, I think, has gotten a lot of raves this year. I've heard you talk about him a lot, and less so Matt Savoy. But he, uh, (laughs) I'm ready to write him on, on the roster for next year after today. I think because Kulik is closer in Rochester, yeah. we get a chance to see him where we don't, you know, I, I don't spend a lot of time in Winnipeg, so I don't get a lot, of, or Calgary, 
and I, I, I don't get a lot of time to, to see Savoy. So, uh, you know, I think a lot of it is just the closeness of being seeing more games out of Kulik than we do get to see out of Savoy. But if you just look at his, his stats and stuff, you know, he's been ripping up junior hockey. Right. So Jordan Greenway, uh, we had this trade shortly before 3 o'clock, and we talked about him for a minute. A couple more hours, maybe you've gotten some more perspective on him, and you heard Adams talk about him. How did the Sabres do? Pretty good. I've been reading some of the other comments around the NHL, and they've been getting some pretty good people are saying the Sabres did pretty well in this trade. You know how they grade trades, and it's in the B, B-plus range when, when people are talking about it. And Adams admitted I'm a little surprised he did, but he did, and good for him that he noticed that this team been getting pushed around. And he said, teams try to bully us, and they go after our young players. And if you watch our games, he said they go after the top players, and it was clear. So he felt, first with Stillman and then with Greenway, that he needed to get some bigger bodies around that people would respect in that area. And we're not talking about goons or anything else. He's looking for hockey players also. He's not just looking for guys who are searching for fights or, or that type of thing. And, uh, you know, another thing he talked about is how he talked with Don Granado, who coached Greenway with the U.S. National Under-18 team and knows him very well. And Granado apparently just pounded his fist on the table and was very <laughs> passionate about the, he knows there's more for this player. And, you know, he believes that he can get it out of him and he's going to be an important player for this team. And Adam said, I needed to hear that. And that's what what he wanted to hear, and it's one of the reasons he made the trade is how passionate Don Granado was about getting this player. And how about just that in and of itself? I mean, all these deadlines over the years, Paul, what's your feeling about, like, here's Granado, who obviously has a voice at the table, and I don't see why that should be a bad thing, like, almost ever, right? I mean, the coach's feelings should matter, but uh, maybe I could think of an exception to that. What What usually happens? Like, is that as far as you know, sort of customary for teams to include the coach in their decisions. Yeah, it is. I mean, Lindy Ruff was always with Darcy Regeer about decisions like that. They always talked about it. The one that wasn't, and I was taken back by it because I just assumed, was Phil Housley. Uh, Tim Meyer wanted, did not want Phil Housley's opinion on anything. And Phil Housley was never asked about trades. He was never asked about anything. And because uh, I said to Phil, I go, well, you're probably going after practice. You're probably going to the GM's office and, you know, trade deadline day. He goes, no, I'm going home. He goes, I'm, I'm a part of that. He goes, that's his job. It's not a great sign, is it? And I'm like, okay. So he'd be the exception to the rule. But other than that, yeah, uh, other than Tim Murray being a GM, I think uh, other GMs, at least here in Buffalo, have been, you know, they want to hear what their coach has to say. It's not only that you, <laughs> I guess, you know, listen to them, but then it's also like taking their comments to heart and 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 including them, factoring them into what you ultimately do. I think at least I'd want my coach to think that I did want to know how he felt. But yeah, and even Don, even if Don Granado hadn't coached Greenway, you know, with the national under eighteen team, he's he's coached against him. He's put game plans against the Minnesota Wild, so he's very aware of them and would be aware of the type of player he is or almost any player in the NHL unless they just arrived in the NHL, but they've been there. You know, of course, Don Renato would know about him and have an opinion about him. Well, with the exception of Rasmus Asplund, who has been in the press box a lot and essentially given to the Nashville Predators today, part of what this was, Paul, is 
the Sabres not taking a player off their team. I mean, they did do that with Asplund, but somebody else, you know, uh, more significant. Like, part of the deadline is any team, this could be a good team or a bad one, you have a contract that you don't like. And so if I can turn that into a draft pick or that into something, get the contract off my books, I think that's really an important part of the conversation with the Sabres right now, with who they have signed. And really, like, Oposo is up after this year, and and Skinner is still years to go, but he's found his game again. Like, they really don't have a problem contract. No, and you know what? I still think Skinner's contract is a bit of a problem, but it's not going to get solved. I mean, and you're getting production out of the player now. You had that contract when you weren't getting production yeah. for, for many reasons. Uh, and But at least you're getting production out of the player now. Um, but you, you look at uh, with like a situation like Asplund, the Sabres really do themselves a favor by treating players the right way. Asplund's not getting a chance to play here, and it's not looking like he was going to. He wasn't playing as well as he had in the past. And Adams basically said, "We look, at, we, we think it's the right thing to do to give him a chance to play somewhere else. And they did that with Anders Bork, who was buried in Rochester and wasn't going to play in the NHL. Again, they just gave him away and said, here, you know, here is a chance to play in the NHL. We owe you that. Go ahead type of thing and that gets around to agents that gets around to players around the league and that shows what kind of organization they have and makes other players maybe want to join an organization like that so um you know i think deals like that and they even tried to trade vinnie hinnestrosa just didn't work before they sent him down to rochester again trying to give him an nhl opportunity so uh, things like that do go a long way Paul Hamilton on the West Her Hotline. The Sabres trade for Minnesota forward Jordan Greenway. Give up a second and a fifth. That's not nothing. Like I, I like the idea of this player fine, and I I will uh, you know give the benefit of the doubt here to the Sabres and their coach for feeling like he's a buy low opportunity here. I, I'm I'm interested. Uh, you know, it is a little more than it's not, it's not a throwaway deal or anything like that. You know, it's not a it's above the waiver wire level. Greenway to give up a second and a fifth. It's not a first. It's not even their own second. You know, Vegas might be a, a lower pick. But, um, you know, they did have to pay a little bit for him. Yeah, but, you know, it's something I've talked about. I, I can't even begin to tell you for how long. They just had too many of the same players on this team. You know, small, fast type of thing. They, they needed to mix in a little bit of size. A little bit of size that can play hockey. I'm not into the Ryan Reeves, that kind of stuff, Lucic. I'm interested in players that can play hockey and have some size to them. And, uh, you know, that's that's what they realized they needed, and that's what they went out to do. So, you know, with, with getting a player like that, and they don't have many players with size, I think, yeah, you had to give up a little bit, maybe a little bit more than you would think. But uh, I, I don't have any problem with that. So for this year, um, maybe he'll help a little bit, but you know you pretty much have your team. You've got to weather the tuck injury, and Darlene might be back soon, so that hopefully isn't a thing that that lingers. Um, are they good enough to do that? You think, Paul? Like they did not make any, you know, beyond Greenway at least, any sort of move here, like to improve their chances. I'm not blaming them for that. You know, to get into the playoffs, I doubt it would have made. It might have cost too much, and it might not have made much of a difference in such little time here. But um, you know. Do they have a good ch- a good shot at it in your mind? 
well to find somebody who, I mean, Alex Tuck was on a 40-goal pace to find that on trade deadline day. Yeah. I mean, you are going to have to mortgage a lot to go do that if, you're, if, you're, if that's what you're trying to do. Yeah, I think they have as good a chance as anybody. I don't think they've ruined their chemistry. I think Quinn has accounted for himself pretty well on that line, and I actually think if he continues to play the way he is, his production will go up. I, I don't think it'll go, be like Quinn's or uh, like Tuck's, but I think it'll go up for a young player. And you're right. I mean, getting Darlene back is very important. They, if Darlene wasn't coming back, I'd say, no, they, I can't see them hanging in this, especially with so many teams in the middle of the race. But, you know, they, 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 they have an opportunity definitely as good as any other team, I think, in this race. I wouldn't even want to handicap it. I think there are a lot of teams that have a chance to do it. They have played some good hockey along the way. They will, if they can stay in it, it sounds like they will get tucked back before the regular season ends. Mm -hmm. So if you're still within striking distance when you get them back, you know, you, you, you've got a chance there. So, yeah, I, I think they have as good a chance as any. One other thing from Adams today, Paul, he talked about being, quote, thrilled to death about what he called also a, quote, an arms race happening in the Eastern Conference. It really is something. Like, you, you brought up yesterday – how many trades had happened already, but they're not even like minor moves. I mean, I talked to Greg Wyshynski from ESPN last hour, and he's like, look at all these teams spending their draft picks and really going for it in a league where you don't really see this very often and in a season where Boston exists. <laughs> like, I hadn't really thought about that because, I mean, there's always so much randomness in the playoffs I would rather have the field than the Bruins. Maybe I'm slighting the Bruins by saying that, but that's kind of the way it usually goes. Um, but he's like, even in, in in a season with a team so good as Boston, fastest to 100 points in NHL history, you still see four or five other, like the Rangers move for Kane and the Leafs and the Lightning pushing in like this. I, I mean, I hope it, I hope it remains sort of as the new normal in the NHL because it's a lot of fun this way. I think it is a lot of fun, but if you're a Sabre fan, you're not too happy about Tarasenko and Kane winding up with the Rangers because they haven't even played the Rangers yeah, yet. the three games left. Yeah, three games coming up <laughs> against them. So you never got a chance to play them without those players. So, you know, that's not good news if you're a Sabre fan, but I think it's good news for the NHL and the, and the league, definitely. And Granat, or rather Adams, was based, I think his point was, love to see all the teams around me spending their futures because that's what I've got. Like it's better, it's better for us if you know I can sort of dominate the draft, so to speak, and have the assets. Your your assets become worth more as teams devoid themselves of of the same kinds of things, picks and young players. And this league is going to flip. That's it's the way it is. These these good teams are going to age out. They're getting there. They're not there yet, but they're getting there. And that's when teams like the Sabers in New Jersey and Detroit and Ottawa, and those teams are going to take over, you know, once these teams age out. And, you know, it's coming two, maybe three years, and, and all of a sudden I think you're going to see the flip. And I think the Sabres are in good position to take advantage of that. Greg mentioned how Chris Peters said he thought maybe certain GMs knew there was going to be a meteor 
coming to earth in two years and like they don't need their draft picks. Do you know anything about that, about a meteor? <laughs> Paul, have you heard anything? I, I have not checked with any scientists lately. I'll try to get in touch with a couple. Sometimes Buffalo, we're not the first to know these important news, like trends and things. <laughs> Sometimes we're, we're maybe not uh, first to find out. So I, I hope it's not the case. But, it, you know, in fantasy, you have like – I mean, it's it's always relatable what GMs do in real sports to to fantasy sports. Like, it, the idea here would be, yeah, the league's going to fold in a couple years. I'm I'm going to quit anyway. So why don't I just trade? It's why in Dynasty they make you pay the entry fee for the future in any year when you trade your first round pick. Like, so the Leafs would have had at Ottawa and these other teams, they would have had to pay the the fee to be in the league for for next season. Once they trade their first, uh, that's what that's how it work in dynasty well, in football. You know how much I enjoy fantasy football and stuff, but yes. I've never had the desire whatsoever to be in a dynasty league of any kind. I just maybe I just don't want to figure it out or think about it, but I'm fine in the easy leagues that I do. So you're not watching the combine too closely, for one thing. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. See, that's something that I I can't believe I am. Like the, the old me never. I always scoffed at the combine. Get out of here with your but four, you're in four, like five. Thirty fantasy leagues. I have ten or eleven dynasty leagues, and not that that you care at all. But I'm having a problem this year. I told Joe this yesterday, figuring out what to do with any of them. Like <laughs> I, I've just have not been able to. I stare at it and like, okay, so what do I need to do here? I should tr- I should try to trade for somebody or I should try to get rid of somebody. You know, it's like any sports league's offseason. What should I, I – I'm one of these GMs that I complain about because I've just got, you know, <laughs> middling teams and I'm just sitting – standing pat. You know, I'm just sitting here not doing anything. People send me offers and I'm just immediately wary. Like, are your fans yelling at you to do something? They I'm are. Sure. They would be if they existed. They would be. <laughs> the imaginary fans that I wave to on the golf course are are pissed – they're on the message boards. What's wrong? What happened to this guy? He used to be all over it. Why is he sitting here with James Conner on this team? He make flip him. Come on, he's old. They're mad at me. Absolutely right. All right. So Tampa tomorrow, another uh, good team. We know there's a lot of tough games on the schedule. Here's another one. Good team, but I think in all three games, the Sabres have played pretty well. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. They had third-period leads in all three games. Now they lost one in overtime. They lost one in regulation, 
and they won one. So, but they've all been right there in the third period. Midway through the third period, they have a lead or whatever. They blew the lead in all of them and still came out 1-1-1. One, one, and one. So they've played Tampa pretty tough, so it should be an interesting game. Well, we will listen for you uh, tomorrow. Oh, 12.30 game, right? So 11.30 yeah. pregame tomorrow morning. Actually, it'll be 11. They figure, why make Nate Geary do a half hour? A 90-minute pregame so, show. So they uh, do a 90-minute pregame show when we have a 12.30 game. Plenty of time to pour over all these trades in a 90-minute hockey pregame show, I think. You can't just be keys to the game for 90 minutes, Paul. Yes, exactly. <laughs> all right. Thanks for all your time today and all no week. No problem, Mike. Take care. All right. Paul Hamilton on the Wester Hotline. Coverage of the NHL trade deadline brought to you by Outlet Liquor. Your place to buy a case, Outlet Liquor, George Urban Boulevard in Depew. What's your outlet? Lines are up at MGM for tomorrow's NHL games. Sabres are... A plus 135 underdog at home to Tampa Bay. Guess like that's the, from what I've seen, the back end of this storm that is about to hit us. Wintry mix. Never you want you never want to hear wintry mix. I'd rather hear snow. I don't want to hear seven feet. I don't want to hear blizzard. But wintry mix is almost just it's annoying and it's wet and sloppy and icy and gross. Spring mix is good because that's like a salad. Spring mix in the bags, right? If you want the, you do that, do you buy the bag salad? Is that like a little bit too far toward I've given up in life, the the salad in the bag? No, I say no. I've definitely been about the salad in the bag. It's fine. You get that spring mix. You get the mix, the purple, the radicchio, and the... You know, like the shaved carrots will be in there. Maybe a couple of little radishes and lettuce, different kinds of lettuce. The bib, the, some bib lettuce. The butter, what's the one with, oh, uh, what's the other word? Like butterhead. Butterhead? This is good. I think it's called butterhead, but I'm not, I'm forgetting right now. This is one like Bulldog would talk and I would go look and I'd find out if it's called butterhead. Butterhead lettuce, yep. Good job. Thank you, Zach. Butterhead. With this, you know what you do with this? You buy the butterhead lettuce, like it could be locally grown. You buy it in the store from some farm around in the area, and it's good for egg salad. You make egg salad this way. You cut out the bread. Look, look at me now. What, what, what did, where did this even come from? You, you use the butterhead lettuce instead of the bread with egg salad. You just sort of clump a clump of egg salad right on this lettuce, and you can just carry it around. I mean, I don't know why you'd want to carry it around. You want to eat it, but you can. It holds the egg salad for you. It's nice like that. Spring mix, tasty, got to get the croutons and the dressing involved or else, ugh. But, you know, fine, good. Spring mix, wintry mix, winter mix is this. It's, it's terrible. Really terrible. So it's, what was I going to say? It was going through the night. About to start, goes through the night, into tomorrow, rain and snow and whatever's in between that. And so uh, might have a little bit of a challenge getting to the game tomorrow if you're going. All right. Anybody want to call in and talk about what the Sabers are up to, good or bad? I'm I'm at a very happy place with them, and I like that I am because for the last number of years, it's almost never happened. <laughs> but I'm buying into this. I think it's fine that they didn't do more. I'm curious about Greenway. Interesting. Again, buy low kind of play here. Don't need the the second and fifth round picks. I've already got two other second round picks. I really like it. 
uh, this move, but really just more sort of the general state of things with uh, with them. 803-0550 if you want to call in on them or even on some of the football stuff we've been doing all week. On the Bills, it's been what? It's been um, the draft a lot, running backs, receivers. We're going to have workout stats this weekend coming up from the skill position guys coming into the NFL draft. Happy to talk about that, too. I'm kind of ready to move away from the Sabres for a minute after two and a half hours uh, heavily on them. Either way, lines are open for your calls. Marty Baran joins me at 6. Mike Shope here. Bulldog is off. This is WGR. He was pounding the table on this one and saying, I know that there is more you know, to this player, and I believe that if we acquire him and we get him in our environment and the way Donnie wants to handle the certain, you know, however, our system, tweaks, all that stuff, he goes, I believe that we're getting a really important hockey player, you know, and so I put a lot of stock in that. Sabres GM Kevin Adams today. If you missed Adams, a couple of options for you. The Odyssey app, if you listen back, or stay tuned here. I'm going to have that for you again in case you missed it to end the show today. Mike Shope here. Bulldog is off this week. Let's go to Rick next. Hi, Rick. Hey, Mike. How's it going? Okay, good. Good. Hey, you know, before I make my comment about Adams, i got to pay you a compliment. I mean, I started listening to you, I don't know, probably 10 years ago. And when I first did, I was like, man, this guy is a little condescending, a little sarcastic. And I've kind of learned over the years, you just push people to think about their opinions from different angles and um, definitely have learned to appreciate, you know, how you handle listeners and uh, just make people think outside the box. So just want to let you know that I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, as for my uh, as for my uh, take on Adams, you know, I've been really critical of him on uh, Twitter. I've been, you know, I wanted him to make a move. And I'll tell you, after listening to him and the rationale um, and the logic behind the moves he didn't make and then the ones that he did, I mean, Greenway kind of reminds me of someone like Feliciano, a bigger guy, still has that ability to score, but his presence in the game kind of keeps, you know, some of these smaller, talented players from getting knocked around. And so I think that's going to be a, I think that'll be a good move for us in the long run and let these kids develop. I just hope that they get the opportunity to get into the playoffs, to experience that, and they will accelerate their, their uh, you know, development and um, – so anyway, I, uh, I applaud Adams for the way he handled the situation, and uh, he didn't get all emotional like most of us fans have over uh, doing these trades. Good. Uh, thanks, Rick. I, I guess maybe there's some benefit. I mean, I'm sure I could dig up literally hundreds of teams that have made the playoffs, and somebody was there to say that'll help them, and then they lost, and they didn't get back. I mean, that it's always seen as a good thing, but... I really just want it more for the fans, this one. I mean, it's just been so long. It's very much like the Bills and their drought. I mean, why wouldn't it be? And and that, that Bills team that made the playoffs that year was pretty bad. But that happens. And they were that team that year to get in anyway. And so um, the fans got to, like for just many different reasons, got to enjoy that week. Not really taking too seriously the chances of the Bills winning rounds, but just like, okay, we're in. And then it for, was forever dead. Talking about the, the lingering, well, stench of of all those years of losing. So, I mean, it's, it's good for, for me, for us who talk about them all the time, 
but really just for the fans to not have to listen to it and not have to sort of stare at it and think about 17 years without a playoff berth or 12 seasons in hockey, which is worse, actually, than 17 in football. It just You want it to just go away. And every year that it adds another year to that number, it just makes it worse. So that's, I think, if that counts as a reason, that's for me why I want them to make it so that we don't have to just put a smile on our face for that week. They get trounced by Boston or somebody. All right. I asked Bulldog, what, a month ago, would you take a six-round, or rather a six-game first-round loss to Boston? And he it just snap call. He's like, yeah, I would take that. Like immediately, I'm like, oh, do I want to? Like their chances were around 50 50. Do I want to sign up for they get in and they get beat right away? Um, different ways to look at that, but I want them to get in so that we no longer have to have how long it's been since they've been in be a part of the conversation. Adams was asked about all the years of losing in the press conference today, and he, he's does this a lot but he gave what i think is the exact right answer to that question he's like you know is what it is but it cannot matter to our decision making process and it can't it can't when this is interesting to think about for the bills right now though and we've had a different conversation like this about them they're not in a playoff drought but they have been close to the super bowl and just missed but they've never won it i made this point a lot when they traded when the chiefs traded tyree kill like, well, they got their win, so they can do that. You know, the Bills can't really do that. They can't back up like that before they win. But that's different. But the Sabres can't worry about where, where that leads you is, like, if the if the Sabres, you have a team that's on a whatever it is. Is it 11? They were, they were in the playoffs in 2011. So it's been 11 years in a row they've missed. That's what's on the line here. And if they think about that and use that in the calculus of their moves, well, you just end up prioritizing getting in the first round more than I think is right to. Because if you don't do that, what is this team? It's a team in progress. You know, it's a team that's taken a big step this year but needs another one. And that's when you want Owen Power, right? And the young, the younger guys on your team – to be that much better next year, Cousins even, Quinn and Paterka, like guys who are playing in the NHL most nights, they are a level, a level up next year. You want your very best players like Thompson and Darlene to not take a step back, which given their ages, they really shouldn't. You might get that from Skinner eventually, but still, like your overall is good. And then you have Kulik and maybe Matt Savoy, you know, guys coming up to make it even stronger, and a first-round pick even this year. Like, sacrificing any of that for getting in, squeezing in this year, not that it's even, like, under your control. I mean, you have buyers every year that miss. Like, you're talking about trading for one or two players to play 20 games. How many wins is that? You know, it's maybe a couple of goals that you didn't get. Like, Tuck, Paul talked about Tuck being out and the goal-scoring pace he was on, and, like, what is it, about 10 goals or so that he might miss? He might not score off his total because of the time he'll miss. Well, somebody else is maybe going to score four. Maybe that's even high. I don't know. How many goals are they going to really lose as a team? Somebody else plays, you know? 
And so these kind of deadline moves to win this year or to get in the playoffs, it is risky. And so you'd rather not have to do it. A lot of teams did push today and this week with big trades, and that's really the story of the deadline, I think, is how many moves there were. Um, for the Sabres, I, I think they, they're fine here with the little that they did. Jordan Greenway is not little himself, six foot six, a big guy, and that's a, an area where the Sabres felt, and I understand this too, that they needed to be different, bigger. So, all right. Thanks, Rick. We've got Marty Baron at six. Let's see. You want to do this? There's two other things I wanted to get to. I'll do one of them now. Um, just saw on Twitter, there's all kinds of combine updates, you know, 40 times and verticals, all this kind of stuff is happening this weekend. If it drives you crazy, it's a, maybe a good weekend to stay offline <laughs> because there's just all kinds of numbers and, and, and takeaways from the combine. And I just saw one of these tweets about Jameer Gibbs. Jameer Gibbs running back, I know, Alabama, played at Georgia Tech. I've done seven or eight fantasy drafts for next year. Yes, I know. I know that too. I know what you're, what you're thinking uh, already. And the rookies get drafted, and Gibbs is the second running back drafted. You know, we draft even though we don't know where guys are going to land. But Gibbs, and this is what this is why I bring this up, as probably the second running back off the board, if Robinson goes top half of the first round, what you have here is, and this is what we've had with the last few drafts, maybe every draft, when running backs are sort of looked at like this, the teams drafting at the bottom are good, the Bills being one of them, and look, why are they good? Because they can throw it on you. Kansas City, Buffalo, these teams like that that have won so much. Philadelphia is a little different. By having the offense that they have, it looks like running back is a need. So you often you often see running backs, just like other years with the Bills, Brees Hall last year, mocked to teams like ours. Not that there are that many, but these teams at the bottom that usually are great passing teams. You saw what Kansas City did with... Clyde Edwards Hilaire. They had the first, the last pick, rather, the first round after they won their Super Bowl, their first one, I guess, now with Mahomes, and picked a running back there. And they're sort of a team like the Bills maybe last year where you just don't see a lot of holes. And why not? So I do think Gibbs, we've talked about Bijan Robinson a lot, and maybe he's gone by the Bills pick. And there's going to be people like Chris Trapasso on our show this week saying, I wouldn't pick him with any first round pick in the league. But Somebody probably does. Gibbs is maybe the better topic for us if Robinson is just going to be gone. Not that the Bills would necessarily want either one, but Gibbs is, is I think it's sort of looking like late first. And so, I mean, he's good. It's the whole, You can have the whole conversation anytime you want it about the value of running backs. The comps are to like Alvin Kamara for Gibbs. Went to Georgia Tech, then transferred to Alabama, and you know tons of production. Can catch the ball. He cuts into Cook. I don't. I want. I don't want to think that the Bills would do this, but it's a. It's a popular thought, and this might be the guy we should talk about for this more than Bijan Robinson. Might be. Time out here, Marty Baron at six. Mike Schopier, WGR. Welcome back, everybody. Definitely, uh, the wintry mix has 
begun where I am in Amherst. So, uh, careful driving. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Or, I don't know, doing anything outside or inside. Why limit it? Be very careful no matter what it is you're doing or even thinking about. You never know. Somebody could be in your head reading your thoughts. I don't know. Let's start this part over. Marty Baron coming up in like 12 minutes. And then Kevin Adams from earlier this afternoon. So Howard retired. That is the story? That is what we're going with? That is the official? Well, he changed it to this morning to he's not retiring. He's just not doing this anymore. What's the difference? There, I, I'm not seeing any difference. Is he, is, is he going to go to Channel 4 or something now? Like, is he resigning? Is he retiring? He can't just take another radio job tomorrow, can he? That's not retiring. You know what's interesting? Like, I am uh, very proud to work here, and one reason is, Howard and Jeremy and Bulldog and the guys that have been here like this whole time. It's kind of insane. Um, I don't really know him very well, Howard Simon. I don't really know him very well. Like Jeremy, of course, is with him every day. Joe has become entrenched and Joe is with him every day, you know, like when Howard's here. Joe probably has many more hours with Howard than I do. He and I never see each other. Like he is long gone by when I get here every day and so that we never cross paths when i came back to buffalo to work for adelphia howard of course was at empire and you know he was like the star over there so i i mean he was always i'll I'll get to it like i never really knew him that well over there like i would do they would have me i did radio then and he was on tv and he was also maybe doing morning radio then but i wouldn't see him then like I would do their Empire Sports Network show, Fan TV. I think it was like on Thursdays, one segment on Thursdays with Howard and Bob Trimble and maybe Brinson was he, definitely Jim Brinson. But that was like we weren't even in the same room. I was in my radio studio as a simulcast and he was on the TV set. Like I never really knew him very well. But he's always been so Bulldog has like he brought Bulldog in back in the 90s. 
at WBEN. And he didn't bring me in, but like I was sort of underneath him when I started in, in Buffalo. And uh, Jeremy, kind of the same thing, right? Jeremy, young buck, and he gets Howard. Howard's sort of like the 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 uncle of of the guys here, like in a certain way, to, to varying degrees. But always very uh, supportive. Like, that's one thing I feel like everybody is saying about Howard. It's well-deserved that, you know, if you, if you went to him with something, he would, uh, he would help you. Like he's, he's that, he's that way. So, um, of course I wish him well. Like I, (laughs) it's always like the, one of the things I always think about when I think about him and it's been a lot lately because, you know, this day has been coming and just, I never really knew him very well, like where he lives or what he likes to do or any, I know he likes the Mets. It's just funny. Like we've been, he, he sits in this chair every day that I've been sitting in since 2002. Like we sit in, we work in the same room, just never hang out or anything. Like it's like, it's funny, right? Same station. I have people that I know from other media outlets, like way better, <laughs> even though like we've worked at the same place for so long. Anyway, great when you can sort of call your shot. Like he has been here for so long and in the media since, I remember watching him before Super Bowl 25. So 30 years plus, um, it's a great job. I wish him well. Marty Baran, After Sports. This is Mike Shope on WGR. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.